What's going on? Welcome into today's Just Talk Pod with George Jarjour, brought to you by The Sports on Tap. If you visit www.thesportsontap.com, you'll see all our podcasts there, including our main podcast that the whole company started with. That's Pod That, Two Brothers Talking Sports with me and my little brother, Sammy. It's the best podcast, in my opinion, on this network, uh, not because of anything other than it's me and my brother and it's the original so i like originals if you like originals go listen to that if you like seahawks stuff and you're a seattle sports fan sports on tap seattle will have an episode out after uh tuesday night football hopefully and um other than that i hope you're enjoying your holiday season we'll have two podcasts this week this one and then our qb power rankings combined with our free money fives it's the holidays enjoy it with your friends and family and stay safe and before we get started, we have a quick word from one of our sponsors. All right, welcome into today's Just Talk Pod with George Orjor. A little bit of an interesting one today. Well, because of multiple things. One, we have an ample amount of... Um, COVID cases that have made it kind of like a really short NFL Sunday since we had, what, we have four games still left to go on the week, which is really, really um, interesting to say the least. But that's where we're going to start. Our appetizer is going to be about COVID. And it's interesting because the NFL itself is 95% vaccinated. The NBA is 97% vaccinated. And the NHL is a just under 100% vaccinated. It's Canada. A lot of teams there. So you had to get vaccinated to actually play. And somehow every one of these pro leagues is being demolished by COVID. What does that tell you? Well, a couple things. When you're going to test people daily, you're going to have an abundance of cases. Pretty plain and simple if you ask me. You test everyone daily for, let's say, the flu or a bacteria or something, you are going to get a big number. Most of these, number two, most of these guys are young and healthy, so COVID doesn't present a risk, and being vaccinated keeps them healthy. So a couple things here um, in regards to sports and the world, both. The vaccine is not going to end COVID-19. The vaccine is only going to protect you from getting super-duper sick, from COVID-19. That's why it's good to get vaccinated. It's why it's good for a bunch of people to get vaccinated. But we're not going to achieve herd immunity. We're going to have cases over and over and over again. We're probably going to have to get a, get boosted. I already did a third time and probably a fourth time. It's the reality of it. And I don't think that means... That's why, in my opinion, we need to stop testing players daily. Every single day daily testing is not necessary. Right now, the NFL is talking about only testing unvaccinated players who are symptomatic and unvaccinated players daily. And that's where we need to go as a society. Same with the NBA. If you have symptoms, you feel sick, go check yourself. I'm not going to the doctor for a checkup every single morning. Are you? Probably not. Are you taking your temperature right when you wake up every day to see... Oh, am I sick? No. So what we need to do to combat this is, one, everyone go get vaccinated as far as pro sports leagues go because it's a sports podcast. And number two, let's stop testing asymptomatic vaccinated players. 
and this is not going to shut down everything once again. But we are, I mean, look, if you don't want to ask questions, then you don't, I'm not anti-science. This is science. We're going to continue to get this, this disease circulating. So let's see what we need to do. Go get vaccinated. It'll protect you, protect your loved ones. I'm not telling you if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's cool too. Yeah, it's your choice. I'm I'm not I'm not here to push anyone, but it's the vaccine is not going to end COVID, but it's going to protect you. And it's going to protect the pro athletes because this is a pro sports show and this is really what it's about. All right, on to our main dish, our NFL, um, our big NFL Sunday recap. Not that big this week because there's not so many games. We'll start with Thursday's game, and I'm just going to give a little announcement here. Before we get started, instead of having three podcasts this week, again, we're going to have two. It's the holiday season. We'll be back on either Wednesday or Thursday for quarterback power rankings and our free money fives all in one long podcast. All right. So Chiefs and Chargers, main, main takeaway here. Patrick Mahomes decided like, hey, man, you guys are talking about Justin Herbert way too much. Let's go ahead and uh, show the world I am still Patrick Mahomes and I'm still the best one of the best quarterbacks and I'm the best young quarterback in the NFL. And he did do that. But another thing he did show us here was um, this game showed us was the analytics. The Chargers kept going for it on fourth down, going for it on fourth down, going for it on fourth down. They left a ton of points on the board. And I'm not like an absolutist. I don't think a team should be like, hey, I'm going for it on fourth down every single time, man, and then go for it. There's situations. For example, the reason you go for it a lot of times on fourth and two on you know on the goal line, fourth and goal to go on the two-yard line, let's say, you don't get it. You have the other team pinned down on the two-yard line, so you're probably going to end up, you know, a lot of times that's a bad situation for the other team. You can get a safety, a punt, still have good field position. There's a high risk if you don't get it, the touchdown, but you probably get a reward on the other end by still getting good field position. The Chargers at the end of a half should have kicked the field goal, took the three points, because by not getting it, in essence, you're just giving a free possession and letting the Chiefs off the hook. At the end of a half, the Chargers should have took the three points, and then the game, yeah, might have never went to overtime. It was a tough loss for me on the betting circuit, which I'm two and two going into tonight's games. Uh, Patriots, Colts. Um, look, Jonathan Taylor is not going to win the MVP award, but Jonathan Taylor um, has been the best player in the NFL this season. I mean, the, the Colts took a pl- exact playbook out of the Patriots uh, playbook, a game plan out of the Patriots playbook they had Carson Wentz only throw 12 times 5 for 12 57 yards a touchdown and an interception and the Colts look like one of those teams and my second team will tell you later on in this podcast who it is that I would not want to face in the playoffs that's that's going to be a wild card team most likely Bills at Panthers um Cam Newton has solidified himself as one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen uh, he was really good when he was young, obviously, but now he's bad. He threw a pass and just go look at his last his interception at the end of the game. That was the easiest interception I could have probably picked it off. Cardinals Lions, a game that made zero sense. Um, the Lions won thirty to twelve. I think that puts Jared Goff eight and one in his career against Arizona Cardinals. So maybe that's like the recipe for success for Jared Goff and the Lions. Play the Cardinals over and over and over again. The, the Lions won this game. I can't really explain how other men, maybe the Cardinals really missed uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray's MVP uh, run or campaign two years in a row. 
started so hot in October and it's fizzling out at the end of the season. Jets and Dolphins. The Dolphins were one and seven and now are seven and seven. And Tua is like the gimmicky Taysom Hill type of quarterback. He's not that great. 16 for 27, 196 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. We've been winning football games. He's done a good job managing the team. And the Dolphins now are looking at themselves as a legitimate team that's trying to make the playoffs. Cowboys 21, Giants 6. Cowboys are rolling pretty well here. The defense has been a lot better than the offense. And Dak Prescott's still struggling. As for the Giants, um, that team's just, they're a mess. Plain and simple. Titans at Steelers. The Steelers somehow are 7, 6, and 1 now. And uh, I can't really explain how. This team is really not very good. And Ben Roethlisberger is still getting the job done somehow. The Titans have been kind of abysmal after Derrick Henry has left. They're still not very good now with no Derrick Henry. So it's, they, they really need a big turnaround here if they really want to make some noise in the playoffs. Texans 30, Jaguars 16. This one made no sense to me either. I need to stop being like, oh, man, they fired their coach. They're going to play hard. Obviously, they didn't. The Texans just gave it to the Jaguars. And Davis Mills looked pretty good. 19 for 30, 209 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. And Trevor Lawrence didn't look so good. 22 for 38, 210 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. T Trevor Lawrence needs to turn it around, man. I'm starting to get a little bit worried about him. Not to the point where I'm like, oh, he's not going to be good. Did you need to bring the right coach? He's still one of the best prospects in history of NFL, but it just feels weird um, seeing him struggle this hard. Bengals at Broncos. This was kind of one of those games. The winner was going to put, find themselves in a really good playoff position, and the loser is going to find themselves on the outside looking in. But what's surprising about this even more is now the Bengals are the, are the division leader in the NFC North. So the Bengals won. They didn't look necessarily great doing it. The, the defense really stepped up, and they have an elite defense. But Teddy Bridgewater, thankfully he's okay. He came out of a hospital as soon as he went out of the game. I know Drew Locke came in through one touchdown, but the, the, the Broncos, man, Drew Locke, I was wrong about him. He was not the answer at all. Falcons, 13, 49ers, 31. This is the other team. If you see them in the playoffs with the 49ers, they are a problem. I mean, if they if it wasn't for the Seahawks, my Seahawks beating them twice, I don't know where we would – there would be, what, a 10-14? and 14? The 49ers still have a shot at the division. They play the Rams. The Cardinals are struggling. Jimmy Garoppolo has done a really good job of managing the team and actually being a pretty good quarterback, a lot better than most people want to admit. He went 18 for 23, 235 yards and a touchdown. But Debo Samuels might be the most exciting player in all of football and the position uh, as a position player. Packers at Ravens, Packers 31, Ravens 30. Here's the thing about this game, which was really interesting. That's the second time John Harbaugh's went for two. And I know everyone wants to be like, oh, man, you can't go for two. I understood it, right? Like, if 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 Aaron Rodgers got the ball at overtime, do you think the, Pack, the Ravens were going to see the ball again? Probably not. Now, on the flip side, see, I'm trying to look at the, this on two sides of the coin, right? Because there is – I don't think there's a right end or wrong answer – but they have the best kicker, the Ravens, in NFL history in Justin Tucker. So in one essence, you're like, well, man, you want to use your your this great kicker in overtime. If you can get one stop, he can make a field goal from anywhere and you win the game. But on the other hand, do you really want to give them a chance of basically a coin flip between? And I think the two-point conversion, like I'm not like the biggest analytic, analytics guy. I think a two-point conversion is 56%. Um, conversion and of coin flips 50 50 do you want to get that coin flip 50 50 and get the ball to aaron Rodgers? i'm not sure 
Saints at Packers last uh, Saints at Buccaneers last game. Another game made no sense. That's three games this week. Just like what the heck happened? And Tom Brady struggled again against the Saints. I mean, since he other than that playoff win last year in the regular season, the Saints have been his kryptonite. They lost again. The Buccaneers are now probably um, el- not eliminated completely, but they're probably looking at almost virtually no shot at a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And that's going to be tough to repeat as NFL champions. But everyone gets a game like this. But Tom Brady being shut out for the first time since 2006 in a game against Nick Saban. Didn't expect it against his Saints team at home. All right. Um, I'll give you guys a little bit of dessert tonight. If you want to go to bedus.com and use promo code the sports on tap and use, uh, you get 125% bonus on your first deposit. And then take the Raiders, who are now three-point favorites. I had them at one on the free money fives. But you can take them at three as well all right guys thanks for listening to just talk pod with george george brought to you by the sports on tap and cheers to sports